Welcome back to Radiotherapy. I am your host, Calypso, and I do want to talk about, for the first time, I think, on the show, I don't know if I've talked about it. Maybe I have. I've, like, touched on it, but not necessarily done, like, a whole entire thing about it, but I do want to talk about Black Lives Matter versus the whole All Lives Matter thing, Um, because I was having this conversation with my dad, and I've had this conversation uh, with a few of my friends and family members, um, about this phrase. And I think to me about the phrases, all lives matter versus black lives matter. And I think this is like denotation versus connotation to me. And, um, I think there's just like this shortness. I don't know. I, this is how I'm going to put it. Cause this is how I've been saying it. But I think to me, what's missing in terms of this denotation versus connotation is like saying all lives matter to somebody who's saying black lives matter. Just honestly, it just doesn't make sense because like you just said all lives matter, which means that black lives matter. Great. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, to me, it's just like, oh, why did you need to yell that? Like, no one say like, you agree that black lives matter. So it just seems ridiculous that there's even like this whole, like that there is people just going out and saying all lives matter. I just don't see the point in it. Um, you know, I don't even think that it, to me, at least from my perspective, I don't even think it's reductive. I think that it's just like low key ridiculous to be mad at somebody for saying black lives matter and to be mad at somebody for saying all lives matter. I think both sides of it, um, are ridiculous. And this is why I'm saying like denotation versus connotation because denotation, all lives matter. Oh, like who's going to oppose that? You know what I mean? Once again, black lives matter. Who's going to oppose that unless you're like a racist, you know what I mean? But the person who yells all lives matter to a person who is saying black lives matter or holding a sign that says black lives matter, you're just ridiculous. You're just ridiculous. Like there's no point. And then in regards to the Black Lives Matter, I don't see anything inherently wrong with saying Black Lives Matter. But I think um, for people, for some people where you come, where when they come out with the whole uh, what about black on black crime and different things like that, I think when you say Black Lives Matter because it's not the phrase itself doesn't necessarily mean, once again, this is like denotation versus connotation. It's not saying we're only dealing with police brutality and all lives matter because of that. You know what I mean? It And, and Black Lives Matter because of that. It To just say that the blanket, you know, in the shortness of saying Black Lives Matter, then shouldn't you then care about, you know, the people who are dying in the inner city why are you so focused on this one aspect of um, black life in terms of the interaction with police officers? So I think people are just talking past each other. And not I'm not saying that the connotation of these words don't matter or anything like that. I'm just saying that if you look at it strictly from a denotative perspective, um, people who are saying black lives matter should also be caring about 
the black people who are dying in the in the inner city they should care about um those types of things and they should also be equally as enraged as they are about cops killing uh unarmed black men um and women so I think there's just a disconnect in the conversation because nobody's actually hearing each other, I guess, is the way that I would say it. Um, but I've had this conversation multiple times. I don't know if I don't know if I'm necessarily like once again, it's not me taking a side. So it's like I'm just saying I think that people are talking past each other. And I do think that like when you say all lives matter to somebody who's saying black lives matter, it's just ridiculous in the sense that. No one is saying, like, you're saying the same thing because you don't disagree with the fact that black lives matter um, because all lives do matter, which means black lives matter. So I think that that part's ridiculous, but I do think black lives matter does have to contend with the fact that even though their focus um, might be on right now at least, on police brutality, I think that the reason that there is that whole movement of, well, why don't you care about black-on-black crime is because of the fact that if you care about black lives, shouldn't you care about the fact that um, in the inner city, people are dying um, at a very alarming rate? And I think the, the response is still fair in terms of saying, well, you're more like because of the people are more likely to die by the hands of people who live by live with them or live around them. It's a proximity issue, not a race issue. Um, I think maybe you could talk more so like the the real qualm is, I guess, at the rate, which then goes into like a whole like ep- economic kind of thing. So there's all these uh, once again, things are always intertwined and sometimes you can only deal with one issue at a time. Um but I think police overreach and police brutality, whatever you want to um, call it, has been an issue for a really long time. And I don't even just think that it's a black issue. I think it's just an American issue in terms of like the militarization of the police force is like obviously a negative. Um, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be wanting to uh, protect themselves, but I think like militarizing them is uh, not the way to go about it. To me, I do believe that the police force can be um, reformed. And to me, I think requiring police officers to live in the communities that they police, um, regardless of, you know, it could be San Francisco, it could be, you know, uh, LA, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter where But you should live in the community. I think that that just allows you um, to know the people um, to have a better sense of like what the, uh, I guess like the normalness of that area, the way that they interact, because every place has their own cultural norms, you know what I mean? And you just might misinterpret that just due to, um, your lack of understanding that community's social norms. Um, and I think part of that also is cultural competency. Um, it definitely is something that needs to be taught. I think people need to be exposed to a variety of people, but I think one thing that, that I think would help would be like police officers living in the communities that they police because they would know um, more about the people. And I do believe in community policing as well. Like, I do think we need to go back to a time where, you know, 
you knew your neighbors and your neighbors knew your kids and you know when you did something wrong you know what I mean the neighbors the one who called your mama and told that this is what you were doing and stuff like that I don't know about you know getting ass whoopings before you get home and all that stuff but I do think that we need to go back to a point where you know you know your neighbors and your neighbors are um people that you trust obviously and uh are able to communicate with you when your child is just doing something that's inappropriate or wrong or whatever. Um, because I think when you do that self-policing in your own community, then you don't necessarily um, need the intervention of police officers. Uh, me and my grandma also talked about the fact that maybe police just have too much stuff that they're being required to deal with that are are what we might consider to be outside of their realm. Like, what are you doing being called on? Like, you know, domestic violence issues. Um, are we training them properly on de-escalation? Um, shouldn't we have social workers or psychologists come out there and talk to these people? Um, so, I mean, looking at, you know, maybe there's things that we're putting on police officers that we necessarily shouldn't put on them so they can be a little bit more focused, a little bit more refined in terms of the things that they deal with. Um, and just have them more of as more so as a backup, as opposed to being straight up always on, you know, the first person you call. So I think that that's another thing that I I also believe is important is just like, maybe we do need more psychologists and social workers. Um, instead of more police officers, we need people who maybe work with the police officers and stuff like that, where, but the social worker is the one who's doing the de-escalation training, the de-escalation when they're at specific incidents, instances, and you have psychologists there, like all that kind of stuff where you have a more a team approach, a more holistic approach, as opposed to coming down you know, because obviously they, they're coming into a situation with some knowledge of what's going on and you don't know what they know and it can put people on edge and different things like that. So I think that's something that's important as well as psychological evaluations. I think just having psychological evaluations after a certain incidence where it's like, you know, things got really heated, like somebody died or you shot somebody um, you saw dead bodies, somebody committed suicide, um, all of those kinds of things are obviously grounds for a psychological evaluation. But I think even just like minimal interactions that maybe don't escalate in the same way, you still need to have a serious, you know, look at, you know, these people's mental health, because you don't realize sometimes the fact that you have become, jaded in some way so I think being able to unpack you know how you feel and the instances that you've been in and and being able to speak to your biases and maybe somebody help you realize biases that you don't have through therapy and stuff like that I think is really beneficial so to me at least this is like to me a minimum should be like once a year um outside of you know when those serious situations happen you should have a psychological evaluation because you just never know um 
what can affect people or how they can be affected by certain things. Some people, a long conversation or talking for an extended period of time with one person might be very traumatic for them. Like you don't know what um, people's triggers are. So I think those three things, um, making sure that police live in the communities that they're policing, um, doing the psychological evaluations, and maybe expanding our police force to where it includes psychologists, it includes social workers, or building that bridge to where their relationship is stronger, where, you know, you have social workers that are on call and psychologists that are riding with uh, police officers, given a certain situation, whether it be uh, domestic violence or, you know, a hostage situation, different kinds of things like that, I think would be um, beneficial and take some of that pressure off of police officers to always respond to um, these issues. But I do think the issue of police brutality is just like an overall police brutality, militarization of the police is an overall issue um, for all people that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, just like, how can we do it differently? And I think that it's something that's coming to fruition. But I think People, um, going back to the original premise of this conversation, um, I think Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, um, to me at least, are two sides of the same coin, denotatively. I think the connotation with them is so negative, and I think we're just moving in this, just like All Lives Matter people are racist, and then Black Lives Matter people are also uh being reductive but it's like that's not necessarily what they're trying to say um i think that it's a shame that people that black people still feel the need to fight for their humanity at this point you know what i mean to still say i am a man i am a person i am a human um i think that that is just some that's like shame on us um regardless of why you think that is, regardless of whether or not you believe that we have some systematic um, oppression going on, regardless of whether or not you believe in uh, the black community is just full of people who are uh, taught victimhood, regardless of where you stand on that, I think that it's, it's a shame no matter what, um, that we're still in a place where black people feel like they still need to fight for their humanity and people who are saying once again if you're saying all lives matter to a person holding black lives matter freaking thing it's just pointless because you agree with the premise that black lives matter it just is ridiculous um but once again from a denotative perspective that's that's the way that it is but i understand people's emotions um and there's more behind you know the words than their like dictionary definitions but I hope that we just move in a more positive direction but I wanted to share that because it's just like something that I've been really thinking about and like having this conversation about um about black lives matter versus all lives matter and like what they what it means and stuff like that and police brutality and its relationship to these phrases um, and stuff like that. And I, and I, like I said, I think those things, like I mentioned, those three things to me would radically change, uh, policing 
and stuff like that. And I, I think the education aspect is a good point. I think that maybe doing something like we do with uh, ROTC in schools, but for police officers, I think that that's something to that could be beneficial because one of the things is like, well, how can you like go and become a police officer at 18? Um, or, you know what I mean? Without any form of like education, like you can become a police officer, you know, I think that that's an issue for some people. Um, and I think that it's a valid one, especially when you think about issues around cultural competency, the fact that you do have that police officers who have complaints against them often get moved from one precinct to another. Um, I think those are all like very serious issues, but I do feel like they also need to feel comfortable um, being able to do their jobs and, and being able to come home safe to their families. But I think that there is definitely still a better way um, than how we're doing things now. And I don't necessarily agree with like, you know, them having some form of like complete and utter like immunity from consequence. Um, you know, it's like, you know, uh, lawyers always think they're right. Doctors think they're playing God. And, you know, and now it just seems like we've reached a point where we have cops that think they're judge, jury, and executioner. Um, so I think that those are serious issues that do need to be addressed. I mean, are they as serious as we think they are? Or is it, you know, the whole, like, we have smartphones now, so this is why um, it seems like this is a bigger issue. I mean, in theory, we never want it to be an issue, but, I mean, smartphones and different things like that have a serious effect on, you know, like, what we're seeing and our psyche and stuff like that and and our societal consciousness. And it's making us um, aware of the fact that, we need to move in a different direction, which is why leadership is so important. However, once again, it's lackadaisical given the society, the sensitive society that we live in now. Um, leadership is just hard to come by. It's just like nobody wants to be the one to say, like, your idea is stupid. No one wants to be the one to say, like, that's not going to work. Um, and so we just are at a complete and utter standstill. And right now it's like, well, we can't be at a standstill anymore. Um and the only danger I will say that I see with this whole police brutality, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter thing is I feel like one, it's again, talking past each other, like communication and public discourse is in the fucking toilet. And I think police officers, like not a lot of people want to be police officers now. And I think that that is a danger. Um if we don't, you know, reform our, reform our police, uh, the way that we do policing or, um, going into making sure like our communities are doing community policing and stuff like that, I think it can become dangerous. Um, and, and also on the outside of that, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, like crime's going to like rapidly go forward, but, um, I think reforming the police the reforming policing and then you know I want to I don't want to believe that all cops are bad I don't think that that's true once again I think everybody's got a little evil and everybody's got a little bit of good and hopefully the good uh in my opinion wins out more often but um 
So maybe in the future, we won't need as many police officers and we'll have more social workers out there. We'll have more psychologists out there. And I mean, just, I think the other issue is dealing with, uh, you know, all the stuff's connected, is dealing with uh, prisons and reintegration, like actually dealing with like rehabilitation in a serious way, um, getting the money out of prisons, putting money towards uh, rehabilitation rehabilitative programs and being able to really reintegrate people into society is a real is something that I think would really cut down on crime um and I do believe in the need for family um you know what I mean I do believe uh you know when people come back with the whole like well the destruction of the black family I do think that I don't think it has to be a man, a woman, and, like, all that kind of stuff. I do believe in, like, extended families, but I do think that you need a very strong family structure because um, I just think it's beneficial to have people to talk to. It's not even, like, a whole, like, thing. I just think it's, like, having people, male, female, I don't even care if it's, like, two women or two men or whatever. I just think having a family, people to lean on and people to talk to. And this doesn't even have to be people you're blood related to, but I think that it's just beneficial to not have one person having to do it all. And I think part of that too is just like reforming the way that we, um, our, our social programs work. Like we should be having people go to school while, you know, they're receiving help. We should be making sure that, you know, if the father wants to to live at home with his children, he's able to do that while, you know, they're getting public assistance. I don't think we should hinder people from, hinder people because they're getting public assistance. You can't go to school. You can't, you know, have a male in your home. Like, different things like that I just don't think are, are right. But then say, we'll pay you if you have more children. We'll give you more money. I think we need to be moving towards a more informed, more educated society. And I think the fact that that isn't something that's being done is just like baffling to me. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but like I said, all these things are connected. And I think, uh, you have to look at these things. I get the connotation is a thing, but also I think people, we need to go back to like the brass tacks of like dictionary definitions, logic, common sense, um, when we're saying the things that we're saying and when we're looking to, um, reform and to realize that betterment of our society is something that's going to take time. Nobody is perfect and we can't fix everything at once. Um, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you have to wait or whatever. I'm saying like, we're just not going to be able to fix all the problems at once. So let's work problem to problem and of course, all these things are intertwined, but maybe once we fix one part of it, the the way to fix another part is going to become clear, um, or at least that's my hope. I've been using the whole Calypso's out thing, and I just don't feel like it's me, so I just, I don't know what to say. Well, anyways, see you next time.